Hi, I'm Adam Sanford. I'm an academic life coach and professor in Los Angeles. And I'm Dinur Bloom. I'm a college professor in Los Angeles. And this is Learning Made Easier, a podcast where we discuss how we learn, how we teach, and how they overlap. Welcome back to Learning Made Easier. This is episode 106, Knowing When Too Much is Too Much. When is too much too much? Meaning, when you're a student, how do you know what the right number of classes to take is, how many clubs you should join, whether you should take an internship or not? Now that learning is all online, should students take advantage of this and take more classes or try and join clubs now that they don't have to do it in person, meaning there's no commute to get to class? Many college students feel they have to do everything when they get to college, and they have to do everything perfectly. This starts in high school, when students are pressured to make straight A's, take and pass AP classes with flying colors, be on student government, do several extracurricular activities, and make it all look really, really easy. And then in college, this leads to pressures to get the best internship, go on the coolest study trip, hold all the officerships in all the interesting extracurricular and professional clubs, have an active social life, develop good relationships with professors and professional contacts, and stay on the dean's list every semester. And it's not just pressure to do one or two of these things, but to do all of them. And let's not even mention the pressure of holding a job during school or needing to land a plum position as soon as you graduate. These pressures to do everything can be so intense. The pressure to join groups, the pressure to make friends, the pressure to land a job immediately following graduation. And then there's FOMO, the fear of missing out. What if I don't do this internship? What if I don't have enough club members on my resume? And the pressure just ramps up and up and up daily for most students. And none of these expectations are probably realistic. So what's a student supposed to do? This all goes back to our episodes on time and energy management. It's very easy to fall into the trap of, I don't take six or seven classes five days a week, so that means I have tons of free time now that I'm in college. Remember that each hour of in-class learning in college typically means two to three hours of outside work. So while you're not physically in the classroom, you are expected to devote time and effort to your classes. Make sure you get something from your extracurricular activities, whether that means good feelings from seeing friends, good feelings from what you do with the club, being able to relax and unwind, whatever it is, make sure there's a benefit for the time and the energy you're spending. You want these to add to your college experience, but like certain spices, you don't wanna overdo them and overwhelm yourself. One big thing about extracurriculars is ask yourself, why? Why am I joining this extracurricular group? Why am I doing this extracurricular activity? Are you actually interested in what the group's doing, whether it's a hobby or professionally? Are you doing it to make friends? Are you trying to set yourself up in terms of work, either during school or after school? All of these are considerations that you need to make, and they're all valuable. The key, as Denor just said, is not to overwhelm yourself. So take a look. And another thing to look at, even though you're online, 
we're all making appointments now, right? Everything that we do is an appointment on Zoom or an appointment on Google Team or Microsoft Teams or an appointment on Google Hangouts, right? We're, we have to very tightly schedule our lives these days. So take a look and see how often do these groups meet? When do they meet? Are they meeting at days and times that work for you and that don't conflict with your own classes or your work? That reason why comes in part from William Derizowick's book, Excellent Sheep. And in this book, he showed how students at Ivy League schools spent so much time and so much energy doing so many extracurriculars that they just ended up exhausted, overwhelmed, and burned out. And they didn't find any comfort or joy in their extracurriculars. It stopped being fun. It was just another job they had to do, another box they had to check. And I remember reading his book and just being stunned. And I mean, I've met students like that, but these are students where all of his students were like that, where I have to add another extracurricular or I won't get into law school. I won't get into med school. And thinking that, you know, showing that they could do two sports and also have six clubs and be in a sorority and do young legal scholars club. And I mean, it's just, it was ridiculous what these students were piling on themselves. You don't want to resume stuff with extracurricular activities because once you graduate, whether you work or go to a graduate or professional school, those extracurricular activities don't necessarily carry a lot of weight with them. And the ones that do are the ones you can connect easily to your future school. For example, on our campus, we have a, a group called Project Rebound. And this club, this project, helps people who've been in jail go back to school. So if you're someone who's really interested in working in the legal system, or you want to go to law school, Having a program or a club similar to Project Rebound works really well as an extracurricular activity to highlight. If you're able to work with a law firm, if you're looking into law school, if you're able to intern, that's going to work really well because you're connecting your extracurricular activity with your professional activity. But it's also important that you join an extracurricular club maybe to help you relax something like a movie club or a book club or photography or other hobbies are always good because these help you avoid burnout a little bit join extracurricular activities when you can but also join them because you care about what they do whether it's for you personally or professionally or I'll even say spiritually, if you join a public service one because it makes you feel deeply fulfilled, go for it. Don't add activities just to fill out a resume because you'll end up burning out, your grades will suffer, and you're going to hate going to school. See what interests you. See what works with your schedule as best possible so you can have a life outside of classes but don't overwhelm your ability to graduate and to get the degree. When I was in undergrad, when I first met a former partner, we met through the GLBT club. And I was in the GLBT club, both on that campus and on the next campus that we moved to. And then when I got to my undergrad at UC Riverside, I was in the honors program, but that was really it for me for extracurriculars. I still did this to myself though. 
because when I was an undergraduate, I really had to set limits on myself because it was just too easy to take on just one more thing and then one more and then one more and then one more. And I wasn't in a lot of clubs or activities. Like I said, you know, I was in the GLBT club when, when I was at the community colleges that I went to. And then I was in uh, the honors program, which was its own little extracurricular club. But I was more focused on adding another class whenever I could. And at one point, I think I was taking 20 units, which is just way too much. And finally, I had to realize that like Dorisowicz's excellent sheep, I was trying to prove that I was practically perfect in every way. And the problem is I'm not Mary Poppins. And I was demanding so much of myself that I almost had a nervous breakdown. So after that incident, I stuck to no more than 12 units a semester, and I accepted it's going to take me a little longer to get through school. And here's the kicker. Nobody remembers and nobody cares that it took me five years to finish undergrad. Nobody cares. I was so determined to do it in four. Why? What was the point? As an instructor, I've had to do the same thing because I will be asked, can you take this class? Or in some cases, here's a research project. Do you want to work on it? And I have to decide that this project's not something I can spend time on right now because I, like everyone else, have only 24 hours in the day. And at least nine of those need to be devoted to sleeping. See our previous episode, episode 105, where we talk about sleep. And another two to three to eating, showering, exercising, and self-care. And that means I've got to carve out a few times during the day when I'm doing work and when I'm doing other projects like this podcast so that I don't get completely overwhelmed. You've got to manage your time. As a student, I felt pressures to find internships or find work. I didn't feel the pressures to join clubs on campus as much. I was living in a dorm, we were pretty friendly, and so I didn't feel the need to find a specific club for it because we were pretty well connected. We were pretty well hanging out anyway. But I started tutoring the local junior high because our campus had a working relationship with local K-12 schools. But until I got the hang of going to school and tutoring and managing that workload, my grades slipped. I had to learn to manage my time and my energy. And only once I was able to do that a little better, my grades went up. In graduate school and today, my preferred extracurricular activity is photography. I love being able to go to different places and go there at different times to take different photos. And because I'm so focused on getting quality shots, whether it's action or whether I'm trying to capture a beautiful moment in the city, I'm not thinking about anything else. I'm so focused on my scene and my camera. My lesson planning does it can take a backseat. My grading can take a backseat. My research takes a backseat. I'm not thinking about anything else. That extracurricular activity lets my brain work in a different way. And it lets me feel a little bit refreshed. It helps me be a little bit more creative. It helps me, I think, become a better teacher because I'm less burnt out. Me, what I'm doing nowadays to be kind to myself. Like I said, I limit what I do. But when it comes to extracurricular activities, my husband and I have a point every night. We watch two shows that we love with dinner, and that is our time to just be together as a couple and watch silly TV shows that don't mean anything, that have no depth, that don't have, you know, huge, gigantic policy implications where we're not like watching the TV 24-7 and freaking out about the political situation. We've given ourselves that time. 
I make a point of playing video games. I know that Denor has said that he sometimes plays video games too. But for me, the moment the video game begins to feel like another chore, I wait for a week. I just put it over there and I say, I'm not going to do that, and I'll read a book or something. Carving time out for me isn't maybe as focused as it is for Denor, where he's like, I am doing photography, and that's great. I don't have an extracurricular like that, but I do make a point of allowing myself downtime. And I think that's just as important as having a set thing that you do. Sometimes you just need to sit and veg and scroll through your phone. Okay? Sometimes you just need to play that silly game on your phone and not pay attention to the world for 30 minutes. Oh, absolutely. Talking about vegging, I'll watch stuff like Bob's Burgers or Archer. I'll watch random cartoons, even with my co-authors. I make a point of watching some cartoons with a friend of mine just about every day just so that we have a chance to both kind of clear our heads it gives us a chance to catch up it's unstructured downtime the only structure is we don't do it you know around each other's class times we just make sure that the other person's available and when it comes to the unstructured part too my husband and i the shows we watch we watch them on netflix or we watch them on hbo max or we watch them where we can pull it up and watch it on our time so that we're not trying to, you know, squeeze in, we get it at that time. And then the other thing that I do a lot of, because right now, at least we're all on lockdown, is I have some scheduled times every week where it's like, hey, I'm going to get together with this friend and hang out with them in Zoom for an hour or so and just shoot the breeze and find out how they're doing. Once a week, a group of my friends gets together on Wednesdays and we just hang out for about two, three hours and just say, hey, how's it going? Let's just talk about stuff. And it's funny because every single week that meeting always ends up with some kind of a theme. Like last week it was Marvel TV or Marvel movies and everybody arguing about, well, what about this new, you know, Captain America on Falcon and the Winter Soldier? And we got into some really heated debate about it, but it was unstructured. It wasn't like we had to talk about any specific thing the way that you do when say you go to a class or a committee meeting or something like that. So that's what we have for you in episode 106. If you're finding this podcast helpful, please share it with your friends. We're always hoping to get new subscribers so we can help more people. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Android. We're hosted on Blueberry.com. Also, we would really appreciate it if you wrote a review of this podcast on Apple Podcasts. And be sure to join us next week for episode 107, where we'll talk about adapting to online classes. You've been listening to Learning Made Easier, a podcast about how we learn, how we teach, and how they overlap. We want to say thank you to all of our supporters on Patreon who make this podcast possible. If you want to support us, please go to www.patreon.com slash learningmadeeasier. And we look forward to seeing you next week.